This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. But I did want to ask you guys about the like quote unquote NHL red zone. If you guys watched it at all, what you thought of it, how that went. Okay. So I did not. And, um, you know, and I don't think anybody else did because I think people have lives, but at the same time, uh, like how are you supposed to watch 16 games in a day? Are you referring to the, to, to ESPN's thing? So yeah, it was on ESPN too. I think starting well, at they built they bill it like oh everything's staggered so you can watch like all the, it's like oh well, I mean if you're if you're paying attention to it it, just, it doesn't work that way like if you're paying attention to a game you can't you're not watching the other one they're all still so close to each other um, I mean I'll give them credit for trying to be original I suppose but for me the whole schedule has been ass backwards I feel like this year like, it, like it's been like you know, 30 teams playing on a given night and then, you know, two or four or like one game, like league wide. And it's like, why can't we just like spread it out? Like, why can't there be like five to eight games every night? So, I mean, I, I can't say I watched it. I don't know if you guys did. I know that you guys were focused on the Bruins at eight 30, but yeah, after they finished, I threw it on just to see what it was about. <laughs> um, also like threw it on in intermissions at, at different points, but um. Wait, when you call it a red zone, are you saying they act because I, I like hand up? I didn't watch the technically, product. it's called it was like called like frozen frenzy or something like that, right? Yeah, so, so on, on it started on ESPN plus, but on ESPN two from eight o'clock on, they did do like whip around style coverage with Butcher Gross and Kevin Weeks where they were moving in and out of different games, like they so like they would go in on if a team had a power play, they'd go to that game. Um, if there's a goal scored, they would flip flip over to it and show you it like seconds after it was scored. So that I liked. Like I was watching that before the Bruins game, and I thought I thought that was really cool. They did a good job with it, and it reminded me of like I don't know if they still do it because it's been a long time since I like I've watched NHL Network regularly. But NHL Network used to have like NHL on the fly, um, you know like certain nights of, of games and they would kind of do something like this, but it wasn't, they didn't focus as much on game situations. It was more like they would just kind of drop into a game for a few minutes and then they'd pull out and like switch over to another game. This was like, it was more targeted like NFL red zone, which if people don't aren't familiar with the concept is like, if a team gets down inside the 20 yard line, it's a scoring position. NFL red zone takes you to that game. You see every play, you see every score. And this was the same idea. Like they, they showed you every goal. Obviously you can't, you can't have that like set up the same way the NFL does. There's no, you know, red zone other than like the power plays, which they did show, but 
when there was a goal, they'd bring it to you like seconds later. So that, that was pretty cool. And I'd like to see that on some sort of regular basis. Mm -hmm. I also think the, the whole staggered starts thing, you know, it, look, it doesn't have to be 16 games at 16 different start times, but I do think in general, like the NHL would benefit from more staggered starts because there are so many nights where it's like eight games start at seven o'clock and then they're all in intermission at the same time. And it's like, yeah. like if I'm watching, if the Bruins aren't playing, like I'm watching ESPN plus, it's like, I want to flip over to another game. It's like, Oh, that one's also an intermission. Oh, this one's also an intermission. Yeah. Like it, that is annoying. That, that I agree with. And so first of all, you know, I, I want to rescind my original um, take because I, I, I didn't even know, I didn't know, I didn't watch it. So I didn't realize it was a red zone type thing. Um, so I'll, I apologize for that, but I will say like, to your point, Scott, like any NFL red zone is red zone for a reason, because you can, first of all, the pace of play in football is slower. So as a consumer, like to do that style with the NHL, I, it, it's kind of like, it's just like provide, I feel like it's like anxious, like, you know, because there's lack of context, you're kind of all over the map. Um, but I, I will give them points for, for, for creativity, I suppose, but I did not watch that product. So I won't have an opinion on that, but just in general, um, Yes, Scott, I agree with you on the, st the staggered schedules. That's why I'm saying, like, um, like, like the 16 games is overwhelming, straight up. That, that, that's, that's a lot um, with staggered schedules, every, you know, eight minutes apart, 15 minutes apart. But in general, that's why I'm saying, like, the schedule has been annoying to me. It's like, you know, you'll have, six, you'll have, you know, 10 games or 12 games one night and then either none or one the next night. And, and, and yeah, like, just – Every night in the NHL, there should be, there should be like five to or like seven to twelve games, seven to ten games every night, whatever. And and to your point, yeah, in that situation, the game should be, you know, seven, seven thirty or eight or eight thirty or nine, in like half hour integrals depending on the time zone, because at least then, it's it's an appropriate amount of games where the staggering is useful. If you have sixteen games and it's staggered, that's way too overwhelming to watch. Um, but if you have like five games that are staggered so that they're not all intermission at the same time, like you said, Scott, like that's how they should do it to have nights in the league where you have 32 teams, we have one game going on. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it, it's just be more consistent is all. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I was also thinking like this. So this was also, I get from ESPN's perspective, why they wanted this on Tuesday night, but like, it was also kind of a tough spot on the sports calendar because Tuesday was also opening night of the NBA season with the Denver Nuggets raising their banner. And it, it was game seven of the NLCS, which, you know, like at least neither of those are the NFL. They're not that huge juggernaut, but those are still two like pretty big nights with other sports going on. I was thinking like if they did something like this in February, like on a Saturday after, you know, like football season's done. You don't have to worry about that on weekends. Um, like that would be pretty cool if you did a whole, like started at 1230 or one o'clock and just have it all day. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking like selfishly, like you get like a miserable February day. I don't know. Maybe we're snowed in or something. Like I will absolutely sit there and watch 12 straight hours of hockey. That, that would, that'd be fantastic. Back when I used to live in North Carolina and have like 
a whole one friend um when I first moved there and I hadn't met anyone yet I if that was available to me that's what I would have done the whole day I was watching every Bruins game every Penguins game every wild game and then whatever whenever those teams weren't on whatever other game was available like I just mostly just watched hockey when I was there is what I'm trying to say I did the same thing every day the entire time I was there. I woke up, worked out at 9 a.m., came back, showered, ate, took a nap, (laughs) went to work at like five, and then came back and watched hockey. And then if I didn't have work that day, it was more hockey. Um, Scott, any any response to that? Do you you get up every day at 9 a.m. and and work out? (laughs) Uh, No no workout, no. My workout is I just drink a ton of coffee. Yeah, it's the, not the same thing, Scott. The, um, the, the coffee marathon. Uh, let's the, just say I was I was very healthy when I lived there, and I watched a whole lot of hockey. So you know, I was I was doing a lot. I've got the hockey part down. You got the hockey part, yeah. Uh, a couple of players I wanted to mention from last night's game as well. Um, briefly, I just wanted to shout out uh, JVR again, just because. On Frederick's goal, uh, I just, you know, his uh, his speed was his, was evident there again. Just like you talk about him not slowing down necessarily, and may have lost a step, maybe not, right? Depending on if you feel like it's he that's lost a step or the league's gotten faster, but he has a very like long, powerful stride, and you know showed some finesse and and power skating to set up Frederick's goal. Um, but mainly, uh, I'm, also yeah. just just a boss move, chucking the stick away on that run. Oh like, yeah, he got got like a little bit of a hook. The stick gets into his midsection, and he just grabs it and chucks it into the boards. <laughs> yep. Um, but the other but the other play I wanted to mention was Pavel Zaka because he gets his first goal of the year on a shot from uh, you know tipping in a shot from Shattenkirk, which Scott you mentioned uh, online that he's just really good at finding sticks in front. Um, but you know I think it's a I think Zaka's played well this year. I don't think the points, sh- uh, you know, um, dictate how he's been playing. But still, when you're when you're a designated number one center uh, on on a team, um, you know, two points in six games isn't isn't ideal. But he has been playing well, and hopefully, it's a situation where the points are going to start to follow him now. Yeah, with the line combination they have now, of course, like you're expecting that. Marshawn Zaka Pasternak line to have pretty high powered offense. So Zaka will be part of those scoring chances um, with that, that line being having threats on both sides of him. Um, so yeah, I think that it was just a matter of time for him uh, to score his first and obviously also getting so much time on the power play on the top unit um, in the bumper a lot. You you see him tip in a lot of more shots throughout the season. So, yeah. And like, you know, it's like, this isn't even a, this isn't meant to be a criticism of Charlie Coyle, but it's like, that's the difference between being Charlie Coyle and being a legitimate top center. Because I think Charlie Coyle plays good hockey the vast majority of nights that he's out there. But if you're going to be a top two center, you're going to have to put up more than 40, 45 points. And you know, with Zaka, he had 58 last year, so we already know he can do that. Um, but yeah, he what he has been playing good hockey all season. I think his two-way game has been there, but he came into Tuesday night with one assist on the season, no goals. So at some point, the points have to come, and I think they 
will for him, especially if he remains between Martian and Pasternak. But yeah, like there, there would have eventually gotten a point where it's like, okay, he's playing well, the details are there, but you know, you can't have five points for the first 20 games of the season, you know, like it's gotta, you gotta pick up the pace at some point. So yeah, that was good to see. Um, I feel like I had another point to make and now I totally forgot it. So that's it. Um, yeah, I'm waiting to get interrupted at some point. How have I not gotten interrupted by one of my pets by this point? <laughs> it's like, where, where are they? I don't know. <laughs> they usually have already made an appearance at this point, but everybody's been quiet and <laughs> left me alone. They, they don't have anything to disagree with. Our, our takes have been so good today I that they're just, so. they're just sitting there and they're like, you know what? They nailed it. I don't have to chime in. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for leaving me alone today. I do have one final thought and it's just, it has to do with the Danton Heinen situation. So um, six games into the season, still don't know what, going on with them keeping him around but not having him signed yet but it popped into my mind yesterday when Lucci got hurt or didn't didn't play and we know he's dealing with an injury like are they maybe closer to signing him if Lucci has to miss time and maybe they're able to um I don't I don't know what the Bruins haven't updated his injury status, I don't believe, Scott. Um, as of Wednesday morning, he's not on IR or anything like that. But that might maybe kickstart Heinen signing because they're going to need another forward. Because as of right now, Brown is who they plug into the lineup, but they don't have an extra forward if Lucic is going to be out for a few more games. So it seems well, like a good time to sign and now add Jacob Lauko potentially yeah. missing a couple of games too, which we haven't even touched on, but obviously a very scary situation with him where he took, took a skate to the face and mm-hmm. ran right off the ice down the tunnel and lost quite a bit of blood. As you can see, if you're watching the game, um, Jim Montgomery did provide an update after said he's, he's okay. Like it didn't get his eye. It was off to the corner of his eye, which is obviously, yeah very close, very scary, but just a situation where he needed stitches and should be okay. But, you know, we'll see if he plays the next game or if he needs a game or two to, to recover, to get to a point where, you know, just the discomfort of it is, is gone. Um, so we don't know exactly. I would probably at least expect that he's going to be in a bubble. You don't want any more yeah. contact with an area that just got I'm assuming quite a few stitches. So yeah, um, yeah, that, that could also factor in like if they need, you know, if they're down to 11 forwards for this upcoming homestand, like either it's signing Heinen or you're calling someone up. So, Mm -hmm. um, but if you're Heinen at that point and and some say someone else gets called up, like you're probably sitting there wondering, like, what are we doing? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is is a weird situation. I mean, I've said before, like, the Bruins might not want to make the final call until they make the final decision on Patra and they know exactly what their roster looks like moving forward. They but, should know by now. Like they yeah, know but that their, their hand might be forced before then. Yeah. But they also know the answer to that question too. Like they know they can't send him down. So, I mean, I feel like they should have already made that decision after Patra's three goals that he's not, 
he's sticking around past nine games. Um, so I don't know. I think it seems like it, um, we're getting to the point where it might be a necessity to sign him now. Um, I also feel like I wouldn't want to be strung along as long as they already have with Heinen. So um, maybe we'll see him play soon. Yeah. I mean, if I'm him, I don't want to stick around until December to find out if I have a spot. You kind of want to know yeah. sooner than later, like, am I going to, am I going to play overseas or, you know, in Europe somewhere? Or am I going to play? Or even in the AHL to get paid? Like he's not getting paid. Is he like, I have no idea how this works. How he like, does he get paid at all? Just practicing? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, actually, I'm not entirely sure either. Like obviously he's not getting an NHL salary, so I don't, no, I don't know. No, if gets on. I think he could though. Probably like a stipulation that you have, like people on a PTO have to get paid a certain amount. I, I don't know. I think he, but I think he could get an, an NHL salary, uh, at least league minimum from somebody else outside of Boston. So if I'm him, like he start, sure. The fit's great. You know, some of the guys in the room, you know, the coach, you coached you in college, you know, the area you played here for three or four years, but it's like, all right, you know, is it, you got to start being selfish at some point And, uh, so we'll see. Any other final takeaways from you guys? Final thoughts before we wrap up? I don't think so. No, I think I'm good. All right. So uh, next couple of games, Bruins have Anaheim. And then finally, uh, they play their first Eastern Conference opponent of the season, which is pretty crazy that, you you know, you go through the first month of the season not playing anybody from your conference. I don't – I've never heard that before. Now, technically, it's not going to happen because they will play a team from their conference this month, but – just by the skin of their teeth, they get yeah. The last day, <laughs> yeah. And and it, it, do you think the Brewers are the only Eastern Conference team to play like only Western teams so far? I I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked, but I would guess that that feels like a pretty safe guess. Hmm. But yeah. So yeah, I Especially guess we should... through yeah eight games or whatever it is. I yeah, it's been, not... it's been a it's been an interesting schedule. Obviously, we said it's not the toughest schedule, but it, yeah, we haven't even. We haven't seen them play against, you know, anybody from the conference, which is the meat of their season. So, but anyway, so yeah, Anaheim, Detroit, next two games. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you very soon.